Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer Web Radio Show brought to you by Kalmbach Feeds. My name is Andy Schneider, but most know me as the Chicken Whisperer, author of The Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens, national spokesperson for the USDA Biosecurity for Birds program, and editor-in-chief of Chicken Whisperer magazine. Each week, I welcome experts in their field to share their knowledge about different topics, including backyard poultry, show poultry, heritage poultry, gardening, cooking, and, of course, living a self-sufficient lifestyle. Be sure to visit us online at at chickenwhisperer.com. Whisperer Magazine. Once again, I would like to thank all of you for tuning in today to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Kalmbach Feeds. At Kalmbach Feeds, our layer pellets and crumbles are all natural, antibiotic-free, with no animal byproducts. Formulated just for laying hens, our feed is fortified with essential amino acids and calcium to ensure maximum production of nutritious, tasty, strong-shelled eggs. From our family to yours, Feed your hens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome, goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Find a dealer at KalmbachFeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H, Feeds.com. Or order your layer pellets and crumples today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of the Chicken Whisperer. Hey, Chicken Whisperer fans. I'm proud to partner with Rita Marie's Chicken Coops. Rita Marie's provides American-made, built-to-order chicken coops with the highest quality and attention to detail. Their mission is to empower Americans with self-sufficiency while making America's backyards beautiful. I have one of their coops. I'm using it for my Bovin's Brown Layers. I went with a Dutch-style coop that has a classic barn style, and I was able to pick the size, features, and paint and trim colors that I wanted. I was surprised at the overall detail and the quality of construction. Rita Marie's builds the highest quality Amish crafted coops made to your order for an easy hands-off experience. Remember that not all Amish products are created equal. Find your beautiful new coop at largechickencoops.com. That's largechickencoops.com. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. 
visit them online at idealpoultry.com. That's idealpoultry.com. Sweet PDZ has been keeping horse stalls ammonia-free and healthy for nearly 33 years. However, ammonia is ammonia, regardless of the species producing it. Therefore, it will do the same great job in your chicken coops and brooders. Sweet PDZ safeguards flock health by neutralizing and eliminating harmful levels of ammonia and odors. Safe and effective moisture absorption. All-natural, non-toxic, premium-grade zeolite mineral. Contains no masking scents or chemical perfumes. Safe and beneficial to dispose with waste on compost and gardens. Learn more at SweetPDZ.com. That's SweetPDZ.com. Attention chicken lovers, now you can honor the chickens in your lives with a hand-drawn portrait made by an artist who loves a flock of her own. Genesee Cluck artist Julie White not only draws the intricacies of their beautiful feathers and coloration with a classic portrait format, she also captures each chicken's personality. And this artist wants to spread the chicken love. Go to chickendrawings.com to find Genesee Cluck prints, cards, and tea towels with an array of chickens who may remind you of that certain chicken you love. Custom drawings are also available if your bird wants to shine with his or her own custom portrait. Once again, that's chickendrawings.com where you'll find the chickens drawn by Julie White of Genesee Cluck. Since 1921, Stromberg's has been a family-owned and operated business providing quality poultry and poultry supplies to their customers. Today, the Stromberg's family offers over 200 different breeds of poultry, including chickens, waterfowl, and game birds. They also offer poultry supplies for both the beginner and experienced poultry keeper. Stromberg should be on the top of your list when it's time to order your new day-old baby chicks and poultry supplies. Order online today at StrombergsChickens.com. That's StrombergsChickens.com. And the mighty bird against prejudice continues his fight for law and order. So when you hear that cry in the sky... You'll know it's Super Chicken. Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond, and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. All righty, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. We're brought to you by Kalmbach Feeds. And, uh, well, I have a lot of announcements to, to get through here really quick before we bring uh, our good friend Dr. McRae on. And uh, let's see, the first thing that pops into my mind, um, yesterday we received 25 of the Cornish Cross Chicks from uh, Hoover's Hatchery this time, and um, it was uh, they're doing great. And so we put them in the GQF Universal Brooder Box. Everybody loves that. Every time we do uh, any kind of videos with that that brooder, it's it's amazing. Everybody's like, wow, I wish I had one of those. So go check them out, definitely, at gqfmfg.com and look for that Universal Box Brooder. But uh, we got 25. Well, actually, I requested 15, 
And um, Tony up there at Hoover's Hatchery, he said, nope, that's not good enough. We're sending you 25. <laughs> so we sent 25. We had uh, basically three DOA dead on arrival, and then we lost one that was really weak yesterday, uh, just too far gone, uh, even though we did what we could. So now I think we're down to 21, and uh, they're doing fabulous. We went out there this morning, and uh, uh, it's one of those things you want to see. They're, they're not really loud. They're all kind of evenly spread out through the brooder. They're um, coming over to see you, and they're interested in what you're doing, and eating and drinking, and they just really look healthy. And uh, the kids that we, and that's the next announcement I want to make, the farm school started. Uh, the kids in our school are going to be raising these Cornish Cross, and these kids in the class are from 7 to 13 years of age. We had a maximum of 10 spaces in the class. We had eight sign up and register. It's a 10-week class, two hours every Friday for, for 10 weeks. Uh, they started last Friday, and it's going to be a great experience. Uh, so tomorrow, we're going to be talking all about brooding. They're going to learn about pasty butt. They're going to change the, the uh, water and the feed the troughs. And, of course, once, you know, we for the brooder, of course, then they have to go and take care of all the, all the coops and gather eggs and add shavings if need be and, and uh, spray the chick fresh in there and just everything that they need to take care of. Then we come back and we do classroom for the last part of the uh, the uh, class. But it's awesome. It's the Chicken Whisper Farm School. we got many different types of classes offered here on the farm all year long uh, from ages basically 3 to 14. Uh, there's a storybook farm class for preschool, 3 to 5. Then uh, there's a gardening class from, I think, probably 5 to 8. And then we do have some adult classes as well that we're starting in April. Uh, it's a four-hour Saturday afternoon class, uh, learning to start your backyard flock. So we're really excited about that. And that's really related to also today's episode with Dr. McRae, Kids in Agriculture, uh, and how to get them motivated and things you can do with kids in agriculture. And Jen, my wife, being a public school teacher for uh, 10 years in the public school before she started homeschooling, she was all about that. I mean, she had raised bed garden. We built one personally outside of her kindergarten classroom. Then she was instrumental in getting uh, um, Home Depot to come and build a raised bed garden out of every single, uh, outside of every single kindergarten classroom. We had a greenhouse there. We hatched chicks out. Um, we did uh, butterfly hatching. We did, oh, what's that? Worm, we had a composting worm bin in the classroom so they could bring things that they didn't eat at lunch and put in that worm bin and do the composting, and then they get the, the, all the worm uh, juice and whatnot, uh, castings, I think it's called, and put it in the garden outside. Then they would have a, um, a uh, um, what do you call it, a farmer's market for all the parents. Produce was ready. So we're, we're no stranger to this. But um, so today's show is really exciting. Plus, it goes along with the farm school that we started, so we're excited about that. But the, the uh, Cornish Cross are doing absolutely fine. Uh, and dandy outside uh, there. The farm school started. Let's see what else is going on in the world. Oh, very special announcement. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and bring on Dr. McRae so she can partake in this wonderful announcement. Um, we would love for you to tune in um, tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's tonight uh, because we don't even have a name for the show yet. I'm still working on it. I thought about in-your-face poultry discussion or something like that, um, and something really cool. <laughs> so uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll find some really creative. I veto that. <laughs> in-your-face poultry discussion. But, um, you know, we've had Ask the Doctor poultry edition. Um, we've, had, um, we have, we've had a few suggestions, but none really just kind of – stuck out if you will so but that's tonight on our facebook page we will do facebook live we will do split screen uh we're going to be taking your questions q a we're going to be giving away some prizes we're going to have some chicken trivia we're going to have some laughs it's going to be huge fun 
and Dr. McCrano is going to try to make uh, some of these. Uh, maybe we can reach out and have Dr. Pateski come on and maybe some nutritionists from Combot Feeds come on. And uh, I think it's going, to, it's just going to be great. I'm really excited about it. It's, it's live. People can see us. They can ask questions. It's on Facebook. So um, it, I think it's all around. It's going to be a fun, fun time tonight. So uh, set your alarm on your phone. Uh, I think there's alarms on phones now. I know you can do everything else with a phone, but I'm pretty sure there's an alarm where you can set at 7 p.m. tonight, Eastern Daylight Time, and come join us because it's going to be a hoot. It's going to be fun, isn't it, Dr. McRae? The plan, at least. I've, I've already started to prepare. Um, I do have my paper, tower roll, and measuring cup phone holder um, all set up. <laughs> Um, I, I do have to go out to this today, so I'll see if I can find some type of little tripod. But you know, it's uh, <laughs> lately when I do Facebook Live, I put a, I got a, I got a, a paper towel roll that I sit on the table, and then above that I hit, uh, I put a measuring cup, and then I lean my phone on the measuring cup because it's all really about face level and it works pretty well until it doesn't work pretty well <laughs> and it falls off, and then you get, get disconnected. So. But right now, that's the plan, but I'm really excited about that. Kids um, in agriculture, very excited about this topic today, Dr. McRae, because, you know, again, we, we're knee-deep in this now with the farm school going on and um, with Jen and her background. So this is, this is a great episode. I'm really excited about it. So, I mean, we can get some ideas, uh, and, and, and you've, again, being in 4-H for all the years that you have, um, know all too well about kids in agriculture and the importance of that and ways to get them motivated and things you can do with them because Jen can tell you, as you know, Doc, I mean, you can teach everything in agriculture. She taught reading and science and math and you name it. She taught it using agriculture. And um, I know you do the same. Well, you're normally with older kids as far as, you know, reading, writing, and arithmetic. But um, I'm so excited about this topic. So let's, let's roll with it. Kids in agriculture and just everything about it, getting motivated, things you can do with them. Let's roll. Wonderful. Well, of course, I've been a 4-H leader for years. I was a 4-H member for years. Now I work for 4-H. But I'm going to talk to your listeners today, Andy, a little bit more than just 4-H. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more out okay. there than people know about. Um, mm-hmm. Let's start with what you can do with your really little kids. Um, of course, check with uh, your local Um, preschool, kindergarten opportunities. Sometimes they have um, incubators or embryology projects that they bring into the classroom. Um, It's not that there's a lot of learning that takes place necessarily right then and there with that age group, but um, sometimes in certain school systems, depending on what the curriculum is for your state or your um, district, uh, bringing in an incubator to hatch chicks out is, is a good way to incorporate, um, you know, something agricultural or chicken-related into the science delivery curriculum. Uh, so, you know, some of you might already have this, and that's something to bring up perhaps in your parent-teacher conferences, um, if you're able to facilitate that for a teacher, they would love it. Um, in your state, if you've got a program, and some states do, have programs where they bring um, incubators into the classroom through the extension service. Sometimes they offer training for the teachers. Um, sometimes it's just 
someone in the community who comes in with an incubator and some hatchable eggs, and there you go. Either way, one of the key things to think about with this is biosecurity. Um, If you're planning to help out a teacher with maybe some hatchable eggs from your flock, um, you have to think about what are you going to do with those chicks when they come back to your farm. And do any of the other kids in that classroom perhaps have chickens that can make those chicks sick? You know, those are parts parts of the equation for you to think about as you're thinking this through. Um, that's a really good activity for the really young kids, um, like, say, Head Start programs on up through kindergarten. Um, actually, you can go you can go further than that, even into first, second, third grade, if you so choose. Depends on what the teacher's curriculum is, and a, and a nice little sit down with maybe the science instructor lead with that school um, might enlighten you as to where they could use assistance and what age group. Um, would be benefiting from anything that you personally could offer or what your children could offer, uh, could be offered. Uh, So just thinking about it that way is is not all science curriculum has a focus on animals, um, but embryology is one of those areas um, that is perfect for that because they can talk about the development of the chick inside the egg. Retention isn't always great with really little kids, though. Moving on up to, like, say, uh, first through third grade, I am going to delve into um, clover buds here. Um, 4-H does, on occasion, delve into the clover bud age group. Uh, That's not really 4-H's mandate. 4-H's mandate is age 9 to 18. But we do understand that there are younger kids out there, some of whom are just really on the ball. And Clover Buds provides an opportunity for them to get some of the curriculum um, started, and chickens can be a part of that as well. Uh, Some schools will bring in um, just a coop, and they'll just have chickens as part of their classroom and garden, But then you have to think about, okay, if you have chickens at home and you have chickens at that school, biosecurity is a risk and a question mark that should be in your head and should be part of your parent-teacher conference or a consultation with your 4-H leader um, if you're doing uh, cloverbud level activities. Now, some 4-H activities are part of in-school programs. Sometimes it's after-school programs. Sometimes it's... just a a step-in once-a-month program like they do here in Alabama, depending on the school and what's scheduled or planned. Traditional 4-H programs in other states are not associated with schools. That's how I grew up. That's how, um, you know, if you wanted to join 4-H, it was something you did after school. It wasn't associated with your school, um, unlike a, a program, say, FFA. FFA is the Future Farmers of America, and that's more middle school, high school age. So 4-H comes in much younger for young people, uh, and there are lots of programs that are offered through 4-H. What you will probably have to do is step up and learn how to become a volunteer leader so that you can 
give the gift of knowledge to not only your own children, but those who are of similar age group or who have a similar interest to you. So at least with the the 4-H age group, um, you do have some curriculum and opportunities that are standardized. The kids learn multiple skills, um, creativity, budgeting, um, marketing. They learn about showmanship, uh, communication, and they also learn a little bit about um, financials and storytelling. So that's something that is offered through the 4-H program. Now, not every 4-H program in every county is exactly the same. Um, 4-H is associated with your county cooperative extension office, and each county in the nation has a cooperative extension office. Um, Sometimes you have 4-H agents who are spread out across three or four counties, so they do the best they can um, in offering uh, equal time to all their their counties. But they are going to respond to the needs of the majority. So that means if in your area, for example, Andy, when you went upon my recommendation to your county cooperative extension office and said, hey, we want to do all these chicken things, and they said, we do STEM, science, technology, (laughs) engineering, and mathematics. That's STEM. What they're doing is they're responding to the needs of their grassroots organizations and their surveys. So if you want to slowly institute change, be a part of that process. Get on some advisory councils. Um, respond to surveys, and be active start, in your cooperative extension office. Mm-hmm. Yes. Start your start your own farm school. <laughs> mm-hmm. You so can. That's what we did. We could kind of feel that, to, to just to fill that void because nobody seemed to be interested, and we we're like, okay, we'll just, we can handle this. Right. But, um, yeah, we're a little disappointed So what that, you could but, do hey, is we, you um, could reach out to your extension office and say, because you guys weren't offering this, now we're offering this, We'd like to partner with you. Yeah, definitely. And they might be able to put you in touch with more young people who would have an interest in the farm school. Perfect Um, idea. So for those of you who perhaps are uh, not um, into 4-H, it's not offering what what you're covering in your area, you might be more into the show poultry crowd. There is a youth portion to the uh, American Poultry Association, American Bantam Association, A-B-A-A-P-A, and that's their youth group. Um, They do try to have a um, kind of an achievement ladder associated with that. Um, Haven't seen much with that. It really depends on having, again, a really strong volunteer who goes to lots and lots and lots of shows who can be there to provide the um, testing to see if a young person has moved up and submit that information if a young person has to the um, to the group that oversees that, that portion. Um, you don't necessarily have a person in each area who's willing to to provide um you know they there's lots of people who go to show to show to show and after show after show after show but for them to take 
you know, 30 minutes out of their show program and, and administer some tests for some people, that's just not up their alley at all. Um, but we all know volunteerism is important for our young people and their, how much they take away from the learning experience that chickens can offer. So just keeping that in mind, you might have an opportunity down the road uh, for you to um, teaching young people how to do showmanship or what it takes to feed chickens, bathe chickens, uh, how to do a demonstration, all those things that we all know are skills that we need later on in life, and we don't necessarily get those in the classroom anymore. And if we do have those classroom experiences, it may not inspire the kids as much as hanging out with their own chickens can do. So a couple of things that are offered in multiple states that folks should definitely check out are poultry shows. Um, there's a really good online resource called poultryshowcentral.com. And you can click on your state and see when shows are offered, the date, the location, the times, And um, you can just go check out your local poultry show. Like here in Alabama, on Saturday, we've got one in Chilton County that's for bantams, and I'll be there doing avian bowl um, for young people who've never seen avian bowl before. Mm-hmm. Which reminds me that's I need cool. to contact them and remind them I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> one more thing on my to-do list. Um, but other things that you should know about that at least I can tell you 4-H offers um, you've heard me talk about avian bull I don't know how many times Andy umpty bajillion times and avian bull is a knowledge quiz that is offered through 4-H and it's usually played with a set of buzzers. So it's like Jeopardy. Um, (laughs) Questions come in multiple formats, like multiple choice, reverse multiple choice, spelling, fill in the blank, and just straight up short answer questions. So, Andy, what? And and you can win 10-pound chocolate chickens if you're the winner. <gasps> I don't have those anymore. <laughs> I, know, I don't have strange, access man. to those anymore. Those things were so awesome. But Avian Bowl, man, it's, it is so awesome to watch these kids. I just, when we were up at Cooptastic and we're watching it take place firsthand and, and um, the questions that they – I mean, everything from, like, meringue to parts of an egg, to actually parts of a chicken. I mean, it was anything to have to do with that, that chicken. It was, it was asked. It was I mean, awesome. I love avian bowl. So, and and folks, <laughs> you were talking about it being a like a quiz show, avian bowl, what it means. And so, I always make fun and say, ladies and gentlemen, avian bowl is not something you would order at a Chinese restaurant uh, with <laughs> chicken in it and maybe some noodles and other things. Yes, yeah, yeah, so I'd have the avian bowl with some uh, egg rolls and some wonton soup. No, it is it is, it is legitimately awesome. Okay, Andy. Quiz. Yeah. You get, oh, go no. look up on your, on your list your, your buzzer sound, okay? I'm going to ask you a question, I'm, and then you have to ring in and give the answer, okay? Okay, I've got Google up. Go ahead with the question. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, oh, this yeah, question baby. comes from the Egg Cyclopedia. It's a spelling question. Uh-oh. Spell oh, no. Bavarian. Bavarian, like Bavarian cream pie or Bavarian cream donut. Bavarian. Oh, my gosh, I'm having flashbacks to when I was in the third grade standing up in front of the class. Bavarian. And you would you already have sentence, lost. Please? Number one, you... you didn't ring in. Number two, you oh. answered with something <laughs> other than the spelling of the word. <laughs> can, I, can, I have it? can you use it in a sentence, please? <laughs> no. However. Okay. Bavarian. B R A V A R I A N. Bavarian. Correct. You had an extra R. It's B A V A R I A N. So here's another way I could ask you that question. I might say something like, How many A's are in the word Bavarian? Go ahead. Four. No, three. 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 Okay. I, 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 I second guessed. I almost said three, but I said, bruh, A V A R I A N. So, okay. Saying that your wife is an educator, I'm sure you've probably already keyed into the <laughs> educational aspects already of this. Of this. Number one, you have no problem with self-confidence, Andy, but for a young person who might be a little more shy, that would be a tough question right there, even if they're an excellent speller. Number one, you have to ring in. And number two, second-guessing yourself is such a killer. <sighs> Absolutely. So here's another one. I still struggle one. with that today. <laughs> okay. I'm Are you ready? It also comes from Egg Cyclopedia. This is a multiple-choice question. This okay. type of egg storage method requires you to reconstitute the eggs with purified water. Is it A, Polonaise eggs, B, dried eggs, C, pickled eggs, D, tempered eggs? Okay. Um, it's, either a or, it's either A or D. I'm going to go with A. No, it's B, dried eggs. <laughs> Okay, when it, I knew it. Yeah, she's she's quizzing me, and I'm failing them all. Yeah, no one, Jen walked by, and she says, are you failing all of Dr. McRae's quizzes? I said, yes, I am. She's like, no one's going to sign up for our farm school now. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, trust me, we're, we're working on level 3.0 stuff with Andy, okay? You guys are working on level <laughs> 1 stuff. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Okay, here's a, here's one more. It also comes okay. from Encyclopedia. It's a multiple choice question. One egg equals blank ounces of lean meat, fish, or poultry. Is it A, one ounce, B, two ounces, three, C, three ounces, or D, 1.4 ounces? I used to know this because you shared that with us before. As far as the protein source in that egg. 
Well, when you do over a thousand shows, it's hard to remember everything. Um, we've been on there Five longer than that. Oh my gosh. Um, of course, Jen's like, yeah, you remember everything that I do wrong, whether it be fifteen years ago. Um, what do you? The only one that has say? a point, and I'm gonna. I, well, they're all even, or they're all single digit. Only one has a point four. So, you know, this is science based. I'm gonna say. I know it was D one point four. You fell for my trap, man. <laughs> it's a trap, said Admiral Akbar. <laughs> it's a one to one. So one egg equals one ounce of lean um fish, meat, um, or poultry. So it's a one one. So tonight to one. I could have a six I could have six eggs instead of a six-ounce sirloin, and I'm getting the same amount of yeah. protein. Yeah. That's cool. Higher quality protein if you look at the protein amino acid structure as far as um, mm-hmm. biological availability. Did you get Which that, folks? Means... <laughs> <laughs> Which means the, the availability of the proteins in the protein is it's much more usable from an egg than from other protein sources. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, heck it makes a whole new life. Does it not? You can't take a steak and turn it into a whole new cow, but you can take an egg and turn it into a whole new baby chick. If it's fertile. (laughs) So think about it that way. All right, Andy, you're going to get this one. You're going to get this one. Uh Oh, Encyclopedia, fill in the blank. A blank is a beverage made from eggs and milk. Oh, oh, absolutely, that would be eggnog. Nice, good job. Egg, eggnog, <laughs> and sometimes more than egg and milk, but I don't partake in any alcoholic beverages. So, but, um, but yeah, egg and milk. Well, hey, I got one. Right. I'm one too. out of four. I'm, I got. 25% here. I'm shooting. I'm doing good. This is my, reminds me of my high school days. 25%. <laughs> hmm. Well, <laughs> now, folks, that's Avian Bowl. There's Love lots it. Lots more out there. There's lots more out mm-hmm. there. And Avian Bowl hey, is isn't getting... there a book? No. There's well, book, yeah. Right? All the questions come out of one manual. And that's the avian for each avian bowl manual, fifteen bucks, yeah. and you get it from Clemson University. If you don't know how to find it, um, you can go to the National 4-H Poultry and Egg website. Click on Avian Bowl, scroll down, and there's the link. Uh, so, yeah, everybody in the nation studies from the same source of information which makes it a whole lot easier to access information than, say, for horse, dairy, or livestock bowl, where information has a variety of sources. And, you know, the answer you give might be from one book, but somebody else's answer might be equally correct, but it has a different source. And it just makes it a little more challenging. Um, But for avian bowl, there's one source, and the answer comes from the avian bowl manual. And it's not uh, on Amazon. No, it's not on I'm Amazon. So, it's a university I'm publication. Looking <laughs> I'm looking yeah. it on Amazon. No, you have to get it from, <laughs> from Clemson University. That's our publisher of this 
um, document. <clears throat> Tons of interesting information in there. This year, we have assigned sections from avian systems, breeds, varieties, and strains, raising game birds. There's always a section from egg cyclopedia. Um, there's raising your home chicken flocks, the entire section this year. Um, contributions of poultry to the development of science and avian influenza. Those are all the sections that we're pulling questions from this year. Next year, we're probably going to pull from different sections inside the Avian Bowl Manual. So if you stick with it for long enough, you'll have that whole thing memorized and you have a pretty good shot at getting your introduction to poultry science class um, nailed So <clears throat> in college if they offer an introduction to poultry science class. Where are you going? Uh, but uh, just think about it. It's a it's a fun game. You can practice with or without buzzers. Um, not all states have it, but uh, you know I think we had something like seventeen teams one year um, sent to nationals, which means they had programs in seventeen states. Uh, if anybody should ever want to start avian bowl in their state. You know, they, all you have to do is call me and I'll give them a, a helping hand. Um, done that for the state uh, near me for years, and I'm happy to do it again. So if you've got a team of two kids, um, that's all it takes. Two people make the team. they got to be pretty much the same age group. So there's 9 to 13, and then 14 to 18 make the seniors team. Juniors is the younger age I'm group. I'm looking... I'm looking at a picture right now, and they've got two people make a team, but that team of two could go up against a team of four. I'm looking at a table now with buzzers yeah. and yeah. microphones. And yeah. So one has three on the team, one has four. So, you max um, out at a, a, four. Okay. But a team of two could take on the team of four. And win. And Okay. They could. Okay. Um, and there's there's – Gameplay that's described in the front of the Avian Bowl manual that explains that mm -hmm. that dynamic, that team dynamic is so important. You've got a team captain who learns leadership skills, all that good stuff. But, you know, there's more out there, Andy. Um, there's more contests out there that I'd love to share with you. But I know this is about time when you like to take your commercial break. So if you want to, we can. We can do that. That will be awesome, folks. We're listening to... Dr. McCray, and we're talking about kids in agriculture, and we've talked a little bit about the avian bowl, which is fascinating if you've never seen it. It's, it's simply just fascinating. And uh, we will go to a few commercial breaks and be back right after this. Stay with us. When you need an incubator, think Brincy, the incubation specialists. Brincy has been a world-leading manufacturer of quality incubators for almost 40 years. They manufacture incubators that hold anywhere from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity controls and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and receive 10% off your entire order. Order your new incubator today at Brincy.com. That's B-R-I-N-S-E-A.com. I'm about to say something that may shock you. There's a chance the mealworm treats you're feeding your chickens are doing them more harm than good. Most of the mealworms sold in the U.S. are hollow and empty because of how they're processed. 
leaving them with little or no nutritional value. The problem is chickens love healthy insects like mealworms, but there hasn't been a way to get access to them in large quantities. Until now. The only mealworm company I endorse is The Honest Worm because of the way they raise and process their mealworms. Now, they've set aside some bags only for my listeners to try for free. Just cover the cost of shipping and handling. Head on over to freemealworms.com. That's freemealworms.com. If you don't see sold out at the top of the page, that means there's still some bags left, but only for a limited time. Go to freemealworms.com and get your free bag today. Metzer Farms is now hatching and shipping the premier egg layer. This girl is consistently laying jumbo eggs with a higher nutrient density and lower water content than your eggs now. She is an extremely hardy bird and the most heat and cold tolerant egg layer available, allowing for year-round outdoor production. An eggshell unmatched in sturdiness and thickness, making cracks a thing of the past. Increase your health and double your egg profits. Of course, we're talking about ducks. Duck eggs are revered by chefs for their succulent flavor and by bakers for being the better baking egg. Learn more about this extraordinary duck, the Golden 300, or any of our other 35-plus breeds of ducks and geese at MetzerFarms.com and order your next flock from us. Come back. Come back, back. Come back. Come back. From our family to yours, feed your chickens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Visit our website at kalmbachfeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H feeds.com. Or order today on Amazon.com. Feeds is a proud sponsor of the Chicken Whisperer. Cackle. They offer over 193 varieties of poultry shipped directly from their facility in Missouri. It's their mission to enhance your life by providing you with quality poultry for showing, meat, enjoyment, eggs, and pets. They specialize in hatching purebred poultry and shipping day-old chicks right to your local post office since 1936. 4-H and FFA Youth Poultry Clubs get a 10% discount. Check out their website, CackleHatchery.com, for posted weekly specials and discounts. That's CackleHatchery.com. How would you like a punch in the beak? Actually, in reality, I am Super Chicken. All righty, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Calm Bach Foods. And um, just to make it very clear today, oh, let me bring Dr. McCray back on. Because um, there we go. Because I'm sure she'll she'll know exactly what I'm referring to. Welcome back to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, where we do not endorse drinking milk directly from the cow's teat. Um, Andy, <laughs> that's so gross. <laughs> Did you did you you saw that post you saw? Oh, <laughs> my stomach turned, and I was like, "Oh, that's like no, no, no." <laughs> I think we 
knowing I, what yeah, cows I'm lay not, down yeah. in. I did not see any I'm, teat dip on those udders. Um, poor child. I looked at that, and the first thing I thought of, Dr. McRae, was either Was gin how you or, could make me try to Caleb. throw up. Right, thanks. <laughs> no, was either Caleb or Lily. Once once we start milking um, Daisy, I could just, oh, I was like, no. oh my gosh, I could just totally see this happening here. But yeah, you're right. I go out to the cows are laying down, and that's the first thing I thought of. But then I guess, again, we don't, we don't, it's, it's, it's a crazy thing on Facebook. It's a, 15 second video so we don't know if they were getting ready to milk the cow they've already disinfected and cleaned and sanitized or we don't we don't have the backstory anything like that but it was just one of those little you share and try to get reaction out of folks and I shared it over on the Chicken Whisperer page <laughs> over I think 100 and something comments now and over half of it, you got to go look at them. Some they're very they're, wow. They got it got heated, Doctor McCray. It got heated. Something is is just you know just a little Facebook meme video thing, and it got heated. So you got half the folks that are like, you know, what's wrong with this? I lived on a farm. We did not that. You know, whatever. Oh, this is that's fresh milk. You got some that are saying no raw milk unpasteurized. You got some that are saying that's gross. You got some. I mean, it was if you want to see a collective melting pot of comments <laughs> from all different. Oh, I know what life, they are. Oh, I know what they are. From all these are. folks. Trust me. Then you can go and look at it. You However, can go and look at the comments from. <laughs> it's a it's a tough argument to say. How do you know that there wasn't any, you know, mycoplasma tuberculi on that udder? You know, that's tuberculosis. E. coli. Yeah. Scares me. E. coli. Tuberculosis is a scary one. And that is actually when you pull in your to your state health department and they don't play for that one. They just don't. Mm-mm. You want to you want to incur the wrath of your state health department? Yeah, go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a pretty place to live, and I'm not with you. <laughs> Don't call me for help. I'll be like, uh uh-uh. uh. Oh my goodness! It was kind of like back a few years ago when the bird flu was going around, and a picture circulated of a three-year-old. Uh, leaning in and giving just a big, wet, juicy kiss on the snout of a pig through a fence, and of course, you know it was cap. It was a meme, and it was like, so this, yeah. Gosh. Well. Oh man. Um. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, um, like I said, sometimes it does not pay to know what you know about food safety. Um, <laughs> so gross. Um, so one of the things that I started to to talk about is all the other activities that you can participate in that incorporate mm-hmm. poultry. Um, some are state specific. Some, you know, you might have to step up and be the volunteer leader, or you might be able to find someone to help you get started in your state for the 4-H program. We have um, poultry barbecue contests where if you're, you know, it's almost summer. Spring is on its way, folks, and soon enough it's going to be summer, and you're going to think about barbecuing. How good are you at barbecuing? Can you cook you something without me. burning it? Yes, I did. You you challenged and, you challenged and you me on ran, this. I believe. Yeah, you ran. You never said anything. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. I'm up for the challenge. I'm up for the challenge. 
So I'm actually going barbecue to bring barbecue not with will, gas. It's a charcoal situation. Oh, so, okay. I was going to bring my Ronco Showtime rotisserie. Oh no! <laughs> it's a, it's about food safety, grill flame management. Um, you know, of course, and if you enjoy recipes, making your own sauces, or shoot, maybe you just want to oh, yeah. use something out of a bottle. Um, you know, it's 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 finding that great balance that uh, folks can put together and and putting out a great barbecue product. But you know what? There's not an entirely huge amount of activities where dads can really get into it with their chickens and their kids. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a lot of fun teaching your kids how to be self-sufficient with a, you know, start them off with a hibachi and maybe a drumstick. Um, then move up to maybe a leg quarter. Um, try chicken wings because, you know, sometimes you can burn the little tips off chicken wings. Uh, those are just little steps that you can use to get your kids started and feeling confident and learn how to behave around an open flame and before they move up to, like, say, a Weber grill or an Aussie grill. And they can kind of, you know, when they're a few years older, heck, they may be responsible for cooking the meat portion of dinner in your house. Lots of 4-H kids do that. So that's an activity um, you can cook chicken. You can cook turkey. Um, I do recommend to people that when they, they try to cook turkey breast, that they seal that turkey breast in something that's kind of um, fat-based, like um, something like a sauce that's mayonnaise-based that will help keep the meat from drying out, um, just so you have a good experience uh, trying to grill turkey rather than um, a bad experience. Uh but understanding how that meat behaves on the grill during winter, summer, spring, or fall is completely different. And so it can be something year-round that you do with your family uh, just just to, as a, a way to feed yourselves and get some learning in there that you're not going to get in the classroom. Uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about was cooking with eggs. A lot of times in 4-H they have like a a cooking project or a favorite foods project or maybe even an international favorite foods project. In our state we have something called egg cookery where they basically cook their favorite egg dish as well as um, do a little demonstration. So, yeah, they learn how to cook, but they also get the speaking skills and the self-confidence that comes with speaking in front of others. So, we're always trying to cross over into some other aspect of getting kids ready um, for the grown-up world. Um, and I think I just got an email. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Andy. You are mm-hmm. one lucky kiddo. All right. Everybody go to YouTube. And type in Alabama Egg Cookery. I'm actually going to have to have them go back and put in 4-H Egg Cookery. Um, okay. But we've got 11 uh, videos all about egg cookery, which is the same as the egg prep demo, which is the national competition where Alabama had a national winner. And we filmed her, and she's in our egg cookery videos to share with everyone. So oh, yeah, you can have an idea. 
of how a cookery works. Are you watching them? I just opened it up. Yeah, egg cookery. I had to figure out how to spell cookery, but yeah, egg <laughs> egg cookery. Um, sorry, typing and talking. <laughs> um, oh, did I hang up on you? Are you there? Are I'm you there? Here. Okay. I can hear you. Well, I'm I'm holding my my phone up against my ear, and I I think I pushed. Um, so. There's 11 videos. We tried to go through there, and it ends with the actual demonstration that won at Nationals. But if you kind of want to go through, you know, what is egg cookery? Um, you know, and this is essentially the egg preparation demonstration contest. If you're senior level youth, age 14 to 18, um, you know, you can participate in this contest too. And the young lady who is the national winner this year is actually being courted by Auburn and is seriously thinking about going and getting her undergraduate degree in poultry science now. Um, she wants to be a doctor, and so having a, that poultry science undergraduate background really looks interesting on a resume, and it's a good backup um, program and industry to be in in case she doesn't get into um, medical school right away. So, you know, folks, you know, the the background and the, the core sciences that you get in poultry um, can take you pretty far with regard to pharmacy school, vet school, medical school, dentistry school, that sort of thing. Um, but take a look at those videos. I think it all adds up to about maybe 15, 12 minutes. I don't know. But um, they're a good set of videos for you to watch and learn more about, um, you know, don't chew gum when you're doing your demonstration. Try not to knock, knock your posters over. All that good stuff that we all have to go through when we're learning how to do demonstrations. So that's an exclusive for you, Andy. First time world world offering here. The Alabama Egg Cookery Contest on YouTube. Everybody go check it out. I think you will be pleasantly surprised at what we have to offer. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, the last contest I wanted to talk about, at least on the 4-H side of things, is poultry judging contests. It is also offered in FFA. It's similar, but not exactly the same. Say in FFA... They have to evaluate broiler chickens, live broiler chickens. They also have to evaluate brown-shelled eggs, not just white-shelled eggs. And they also have to evaluate um, poultry meat products like nuggets or uh, chicken wings, that sort of thing. In 4-H, we just do the core um, information um, as requested by our, our um, partners in the, the poultry industry. Um, so there's three essential parts to the 4-H portion, and it's also found in the FFA portion, and that is eggs, meat, and hens. With the hen portion, that's where your, your decision-making skills, your self-confidence building, and your speaking skills come into play. What you have to do with the hens is you have to walk up to a, a, a four cages of hens, four hens, um, and decide which one is worst, which one is best, 
and which two are in between. So you're picking your, your first place, second place, third place, and fourth place bird based on their egg production history. And so these are single comb white leghorns that we're working with. That's the industry standard. So what kids do is they learn about pigmentation laws, handling qualities, abdominal capacity, and molt. And those are all things I've explained to your listeners in past shows mm-hmm. that they too can use to determine who's the freeloading hen in their flock. Um, same thing with this competition, but with the added bonus that a young person has to stand in front of someone and say, you know, this is why I placed them the way I did, and justify it. Um, there's lots of contests that use this format. Dairy judging, livestock judging, horse judging, consumer item judging. Um, there's lots of contests that use this format to evaluate a young person's speaking and self-confidence and decision-making skills. The rest of the contest, like say the meat portion, determines the young person's ability to grade or identify things. For identification, they have to identify chicken parts. Everybody knows a drumstick, but do you know the difference between a chicken leg and a leg quarter? There's a slight amount of um, ribs that might be attached to it or part of the spinal column that's attached to it if it's a leg quarter because technically it's a quarter back. So you have to learn the parts of of chicken meat, which will certainly help. Um, If you're sending your kids over to the chicken portion of the grocery store and you say, bring me a bag of legs, and they bring back thighs, you know, then you know you need to work with them on the chicken part identification portion, um, so they bring you the right food items so you can keep shopping. Um, you also have to identify a grade A, a grade B, or a grade C carcass based on how many skin tears there are, missing parts, broken bones, disjointed bones, those sorts of things can downgrade a carcass, but sometimes. You can have a really gnarly-looking A-grade carcass, but it's still an A-grade carcass. Whereas you might have a really decent-looking B, a high-level B carcass, but because it's got, you know, two disjointed bones, it's a lower grade than your A-grade carcass. So it's those little details that we have in chart, and you can actually find those same details in your avian bull manual on the section called poultry judging. But if you don't have an avian bull manual, go get yourself the 4-H Poultry Judging Contest Manual. It's about $7.95 at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And uh, it's also got colored pictures in it. So that will help with identification and also determining which chickens are in lay. Beautiful colored pictures. But lastly, probably the thing that will be most interesting to your listeners, Andy, is handling the eggs for interior quality, examining the exterior of the eggs for exterior quality, and then broken out eggs to determine which ones are of superior quality. And we, what we do is we break them out into a Petri dish, and you can see how high up the yolk sits or the egg white sits. Um, 
for quality determinant, or if there's meat spots or blood spots, you can spot them there too. But if you're not familiar with candling eggs, this is a great part of the contest for your kids to get involved. Um, learning how to candle eggs properly is a challenge in and of itself. A lot of kids try to walk the eggs with their fingertips and they end up dropping them, which for me as a contest organizer is why I always have backup sets of eggs. Um, but teaching kids how to properly spin an egg so they get some rotation inside that that shell, um, how to look on all four sides, tops and sides of an egg for exterior quality, those are all part of the equation when you're doing um, the egg portion of that contest. Now, that's the big deal poultry contest. That's the big one where we'll have 20 or so teams come in from across the country. It almost always goes to Georgia or Pennsylvania. Um, last year, I think we had a dark horse champion from Indiana come in. But colleges pay attention to the scores that kids get at that particular contest. And if they like what they see, sometimes they'll start courting you. And that's always mm -hmm. a good situation um, to find yourself in. I know Auburn pays really good attention to the kids that it sends to nationals and how they do. Um, like I said, they were really pleased that, with the young lady who came back as the egg cookery champion. Uh, so don't discount the poultry judging contest. It does take a lot of practice. Um, some kids just don't like the speaking portion. Well, as a coach, you might have to help them through that portion. Luckily, YouTube has lots of information out there on how to organize your thoughts with regard to um, giving oral reasons for judging contests. There's lots of good information out there. I know Texas 4-H has a good one. Um, on how to, his example is just having you evaluate four hats and talking about why you choose one over the other and, and you know, uh, just watch it yourself sometime and you'll, you'll, you'll be pleasantly surprised with how you can organize your thoughts. Um, with regard to FFA and 4-H, at the end of the year you have to turn in a record book, an accounting of what you have done for that year, knowledge gained, skills obtained, and utilized. And you're evaluated on your ability to select goals and then achieve them. We have to do that for our jobs, don't we, Andy? Each year, yeah. you and I make little tweaks to our jobs, and then we got to make sure we get that done. If we don't, you know, you're... You're more of an independent. You hold yourself accountable. Me, I'm accountable to my boss in my evaluation portion. But you're going to have to do that too in any job that you take. You're going to have to um, set goals for yourself and achieve them, whether they're sales goals, organizational school goals, speaking goals. Um, you're going to have to work towards those in your job and some of you out there are going oh yeah yeah you know so yeah surprisingly on some of these team activities like avian bowl and poultry judging they're getting those skills already egg cookery or egg prep demo 
the same thing. Uh, and the bar view contests are independent activities that also have speaking elements, uh, but you know it's not a team activity like uh, like uh, poultry judging contest and avian bowl are. Uh, things like the the ABA APA um, those are more independent activities. There are. Um, there aren't really some team activities unless you're in a state where you've got um, good collaboration with 4-H and maybe they have avian bowl at uh, the show that you can participate in, um, like what I'm going to do this Saturday. and what They do do that at some of the shows in California, as I recall. But um, showmanship is an independent activity, not a team activity. But there are still skills to be gained um, from individual achievement, but there's even more to be gained in working with a team of people and keep them, keeping them motivated. So um, I have talked for <laughs> 20 minutes straight here, Andy. Um, did you have any questions or did your listeners have any questions? I don't think we have any questions. You did a great job. No questions normally means you did a good job because I always tell folks there's We've always heard this, no stupid questions, but um, it, it, that's that <laughs> comes to a totally another topic that we found that on the road for the last 10 years, we've kind of come to know that uh, or notice that once people keep backyard chickens, I think it's the three-year mark, between three and five years, it's unfortunate, but we, we found that once they keep chickens three to five years, they think they know it all. And um, we try to stress that, man, we can always learn. I learn every day. I learn, you know, there's stuff I learned in this radio show from you, Dr. McRae. There's stuff I'm sure I'll learn tonight uh, at 7 p.m. when we go Facebook Live and we have you on and we do Q&A. But it's because we've talked about obvious, you know, when we go around and tour the country and do workshops, maybe next year when we tour we'll do something a little bit more advanced. But every single year when we do this and we see the questions we're asked from the audience and we see who's showing up, it's still the majority of people showing up are at that basic level because, again, after three to five years, they see, oh, there's going to be a poultry event uh, at this the, at the feed store. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've kept chickens three to five years. I don't need to know anything, and they won't go. So, um, But, yeah, the, the, the today's show is awesome. The kids in agriculture, um, we try to, you know, do in the country as long as we It's not necessarily agriculture, Andy. It's kids and life skills. <laughs> Through the uh, delivery so. mechanism of chickens and eggs. And turkeys, <laughs> which is awesome. Which, which, which again, here in this household, everybody would love keep them entertained because it's something that they see every day and they're focused on and they enjoy. So I think that's important. That's important as well. So um, got to check out Avian Bowl, folks. Um, I don't even know if we have. Do we have one here? And the, the egg cookery videos. Oh, and the I forgot. In my state, I do the golden egg contest, but that's just my state where we, we judge the best dozen eggs in the state, and we usually come on your show to talk about it. We've done that a few times, and um, I think mm-hmm. I even came out to Alabama a couple of years ago and yeah. um, met a young lady who There's did YouTube that. There's YouTube videos on those, too. Oh, that's awesome. And then how you judge the eggs, and you've got that little tool that measures the height of the albumin and all that cool stuff. Oh, fact, folks, yeah, when you not. watch these egg cookery videos, they're like 30 seconds <laughs> long. You're going to have a blast. Trust me. You're going <laughs> to enjoy the egg exceptional demonstration elements or the uh, 10 tips 
You're going to like these. Just just go through them, watch them, and enjoy yourself. You'll you'll see elements yeah. of of yourself in part of it, I'm sure. We um, the other day I was washing some of these eggs here, and um, I was thinking about, man, I really can't wait until I can ship Dr. McRae some or take her some next time you're collecting eggs for the best eggs in Alabama. Not that I'm in Georgia, but I would love to send you a dozen to compete. See how mine stack up. Well, not mine, my bovins brown, and see how those eggs stack up to some of the Yeah, we need to talk about your grass, too. Um, The the forage studies, but maybe we'll talk about that tonight. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't haven't, ber- haven't heard back from them. I need to reach out and see how that's going because they were going to kind of, based on my um, needs here, they were going to try to make a blend of grass for our front area. So um, we'll see if – I may have to reach out to them. But, yeah, we'll see you here in about four hours, and uh, we'll have a lot okay. of fun tonight with that. And uh, I'll let everybody know, hey, thanks so much for coming on today, and we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Alrighty, another great episode with Dr. Bridget McRae. Um, and again, hopefully you learned something I did. We're going to take some of this and see how much we can utilize here in our new farm school that we've got going on here, specifically designed for kids, but we also have the adult classes as well uh, for people who are interested in getting uh, backyard chickens and wanting to not have to go through the expense, trial and error, and maybe even losing a whole flock uh, due to reinventing the wheel. When in a four-hour class, I think we charge, I think it's 39 bucks in a four-hour class. They can come out hands-on, coops, eggs, chickens. They, they learn about the anatomy of the chicken, the anatomy of the egg, coops, predators, disease, biosecurity, you name it. And a four-hour class, 39 bucks will save you far more than that when you go to start your backyard flock and you make one mistake that's going to cost you your entire flock which you have however much invested in of this at that point. Feed, purchasing, time, the whole nine yards. So, um, hey, don't forget, again, one more reminder, tonight on Facebook, just go to our Facebook page, just search Facebook for The Chicken Whisperer, and, um, and make sure you follow us, like us, whatever it is now, they're on Facebook, and so you'll get a ping when we go live tonight, 7 p.m. Q&A. If you've got questions um, and you know, we encourage you not to rely on silly chicken bloggers for that uh, answer. You can come on tonight. We're going to do Q&A uh, from uh, at least 7 to 8, maybe even a little bit longer. I have some prizes to give away. There'll be chicken trivia, maybe some avian bowl. We'll have a lot of laughs. And But most importantly, we'll be taking your questions. Uh, so write them down so you can remember them and join us tonight on our Facebook Live. Alrighty, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We'll see you next Thursday right here on Blog Talk Radio. We'll see you next time.